Hello, everyone, and welcome to Watch and Walk podcast with Ebenezer. This podcast aims at inspiring you to trust in God and obey His Word every day. Be edified as you listen to this exhortation. Hello, friend. This is Ebenezer, and I believe you are doing well by God's grace. For the past two weeks, I've been speaking on the theme political Christianity. The idea behind this series is to show how sometimes we Christians act as politicians or adopt political practices into our Christian life. So what I've been doing so far is sharing with you my observations on party politics and then connecting them to our conduct as Christ followers. Today, I conclude this series with one more observation. And this one has to do with the democratic system in politics or what we call the democratic form of government. Now, uh, this is my observation about democracy. In the democratic government, majority carry the vote. Merriam-Webster defines democracy as government by the people, especially the rule of the majority. And then talking about majority vote, um, this is how Polya's election glossary defines that term. A majority vote means that a candidate is elected only when majority of eligible voters have voted for them. The same applies when a resolution is passed based on the support of a majority of eligible voters. What I've realized about this political system is that it doesn't matter how good a candidate is, if the majority of eligible voters don't support him or her, they will never get elected into office or given opportunity to lead the people. And when it comes to the parliament or senate situation, it doesn't matter how good a policy or a bill is, if the majority party is against it, it won't be passed. And so when the minority wants a bill to be passed, uh, what they do is to lobby, uh, debate and build consensus uh, so that they can win over some of the majority to form the majority vote on that bill. And in election season, uh, the main reason why candidates of political parties spend considerable time and resources on campaigns is that they can get the majority of eligible voters to buy their vision and vote for them because they understand how democracy works in politics. But then in the Christian faith, it's a different ball game. I would say that if majority carry the political vote in politics or in democratic system, in the kingdom of God or in the Christian faith, uh, the minority often carry the divine vote. And the good news is that um, the minority don't need the majority in the Christian life to succeed uh, in their righteous calling. And so as Christians, uh, we become guilty of political Christianity when we allow public opinion, uh, popular culture or voices of the majority to prevent us from pleasing God. Let me illustrate this point with the story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3. According to this story, um, these Hebrew boys or Jews refused to obey the king's decree to bow down and worship the gold image, even though the majority of the population did that. And when the king of Babylon, um, Nebuchadnezzar, threatened them with the burning fiery furnace, they responded, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, Let it be known, O king, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. 
Now, one thing that we can learn from this story is that these Jews were able to be faithful to God and overcome the voice of the people, the voice of the majority and the threat of the king because they allowed the fear of God to undergird their decisions, to inform or empower their choices. And though they were the minority, uh, they stood by their principle because I'm sure they knew that human condemnation was nothing in comparison with God's judgment. And yes, they did not need the majority to fulfill their righteous calling uh, because God's strength was enough uh, for them to stand the test of the time. Um, the story of the Jews also reminds me of that of Peter and John in Acts chapter 4. The Bible says that when the Sanhedrin called them and commanded them not to speak or teach in the name of Jesus, Acts chapter 4, 19 says that Peter and John answered and said to them, whether it is right in the sight of God to listen to you more than to God, you judge. All these stories teach us that it doesn't matter what the majority say or do. If God calls something sin, we Christians must eschew or avoid it. And if God calls something right, we Christians must reflect or exhibit it. Let me give some examples. It doesn't matter what the majority in your world say or do in support of sexual immorality. That is fornication, adultery, lesbianism, homosexuality, uh, you just name it. When God calls it sin, flee from it, irrespective of the cost. And also, um, the fact that most colleagues at your work, uh, people in your society, and even so-called Christian ministers around you don't care about how they make or spend their money doesn't mean that they carry the divine vote when it comes to integrity and stewardship. One thing that we should note is that um, serving God often puts us Christians in the minority. And so if we do not accept this truth and abide by what I call minority rule, we will be discouraged in our work with God. Whenever you are faced uh, with the pressure of the majority to bow to sin, let God be true and everyone else be a liar. May God help us to run our race on this narrow and often challenging way to eternal life. And may God deliver us all from political Christianity. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you for listening to Watch and Walk Podcast with Ebenezer. Watch and Walk Podcast comes to you this and every Wednesday. To get notifications of new episodes, please subscribe. This podcast is brought to you by Watch and Walk Ministry. Visit us at watchandwalk.org to learn more about this ministry. God bless you.